Lots of you listeners at home, as well as our guests, always ask us how we run the show when we've got a guest joining us remotely from elsewhere in the world. And our secret is a really handy piece of software called Riverside FM, who are kindly sponsoring today's episode of Social Minds. We rely on Riverside FM to make sure that even if we're talking to Oatley in Copenhagen or Netflix in LA, the audiovisual quality is as high as if they were sat opposite me in our Manchester or London studios. As well as that, Riverside has a bunch of AI integrations that let us keep promo at a really high level with auto transcripts, subtitles, and its magic AI clips tool. It's adding new features all the time. Some of its latest updates include customizable silence removal, which lets you choose your video's pace from upbeat to conversational, and the option to add text on your videos. So its tech capabilities for podcasting are fantastic. And if you're interested in starting a podcast, I would absolutely recommend it. But even if you don't have a podcast, Riverside FM does lots more than that. And it can support you in producing everything from virtual events to webinars and panel discussions, all in 4K video paired with studio quality audio. So whether you're a marketer, a podcaster, or a creator, have a look into it and see what Riverside FM can do for you. You can head to today's show notes to get an exclusive 15% discount on any of Riverside's available plans and let us know how you get on with it. Now on to today's episode. It's February 19th and it's time for Social in Six. We'll be going through the most important headlines today, including Instagram's new video carousels and the universal music and TikTok drama. This week, I'm joined by our associate creator director, Jake Thompson. We've had Jake on the Social Mind sofa before, but today he's here to give us his expert opinion on the top social media stories and dissect exactly what they mean for you. And if you like this episode or it just makes your job a bit easier, please leave us a nice review to read on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, without further ado, let's get started. First up, Instagram Reels is reportedly testing carousel videos. That's right. If you remember back in 2022, TikTok introduced an option to post image carousels as TikTok videos. And now that feature's catching on, Instagram wants a piece of the pie. Surprise, surprise, which is why it's reportedly working on a copycat feature called carousel videos, which let you post four or five image carousels or multiple videos as a reel that users can swipe through horizontally. This has been spotted on the platform already, but there's been no official confirmation from Instagram yet. So it looks like Instagram's got a bit of the green eyed monster eyeing TikTok's homework with those carousel videos. But hey, in the world of social, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? I mean, to be honest, this move is a welcome one for us creators, and I'm sure brands are feeling the same. You know, it's about hitting two birds with one reel or something along those lines. Cross-posting from TikTok, check. Reviving old carousel posts with a bit of sound, double check. Really, it's like Instagram's just handed us a bit of a magic wand to refresh content with fairly minimal effort, which we love to see. Think of the creative possibilities that this will open up for your teams. Um, Essentially, we've just got another creative canvas to paint on. And honestly, who doesn't love a new feature that increases efficiency and also creativity? I'm sold. Next up, Universal Music Group and TikTok are still at odds after their dispute over artist compensation. It's probably the biggest social media story from the past couple of weeks. But just in case you're not fully across the dispute, let us break it down for you. At the end of January, Universal Music Group released a statement confirming it won't renew its contract with TikTok and will pull all of its music from the platform. It said the reasons for this are because of safety concerns due to generative AI on the platform, but also because it wasn't happy with the amount of compensation TikTok was offering to pay its artists. TikTok responded with a statement standing its ground and arguing that, as TikTok is a, quote, free promotional and discovery vehicle for their talent, Universal is getting a bit too greedy. 
At the time of recording, the two parties haven't been able to come to a resolution, so videos that use songs from the likes of Taylor Swift, Drake, Adele and Billie Eilish are all muted right now. So I've definitely been caught up in the drama between Universal and TikTok. And I mean, yes, it's a kind of tiff that makes you grab your popcorn. Um, but for brands, I think it's probably more of a meh moment, right? Because really our playlists aren't exactly losing sleep over it since we're not big on using commercial hits anyway. Or we shouldn't be. Uh, I think our lawyer would appreciate me pointing out. Um, but it's a different tune for users who really, you know, they just want to be creative. They want to do their thing. Um, and I feel bad for those that are looking to discover that next big banger. You know, that is why a lot of us go to TikTok anyway. There is a silver lining. You know, there is an opportunity here for brands to play the hero. Partnering with some of those artists that have had their music removed from the platform to fill that silence. Um, and on a side note, if there's any brands listening that want to help me bring Taylor's music back, hit me up. We would be single-handedly saving the internet. What I will say though is I am kind of here for that fallout content. I don't know if you've all seen the hilarious and ultra heartwarming content that this spat has inspired. From musicians re-recording their hits on the platform, Kristen, do you know if I'm looking at you, to some pretty tragic user attempts, and here I won't name any names, it's a real testament to TikTok's community spirit. Sometimes it's the unexpected notes that make the music all that sweeter. Next up, Meta's got a new tool for video ads that could improve your conversion rate. As we all know by now, in-stream video content isn't going anywhere on social. And so Meta's introduced a new tool that it hopes will help advertisers with those all-important conversions. The new feature is called Engaged View, and it basically helps advertisers measure their conversions from video ads more accurately by focusing on delayed response actions like website visits after watching 10 seconds of the ad. So basically, if I watch 10 seconds of a video ad on Instagram about a yoga class, and the next day I remember the video and decide to sign up to the class on that brand's website because of the ad I watched, that conversion will be attributed to that ad. So Matt is finally rolling this out, which honestly is great to see and it's about time. Have you ever tried proving that your social ad turned into a sale three days later? It's like trying to convince my non-existent cat to take a bath. It's possible, but a bit of a Herculean task. This tool though could actually be a bit of a game changer for helping to show off how our clever little ads aren't just for likes, but actually deliver real world sales. It's like Meta is finally letting us connect the dots with a big shiny marker. This one's for anyone trying to justify their social spend to the higher ups. For you, this should feel like Christmas has come early. Now, if only explaining the feature to someone who's never touched paid was as easy as using it. Back to TikTok now, and the platform is working on a new search feature. TikTok is never beating the Gen Z search engine allegations. Yep, TikTok wants us all to get searching in the app a little bit more. Some users have spotted a pop-up in the TikTok app that prompts you to download a TikTok search shortcut that will appear on your home screen. It's basically like downloading an app, but it's a functionality rather than a new app in itself. It just takes you straight to the TikTok search page when you tap through. Search and discovery is already a pretty big deal on TikTok. And in fact, recent research from Adobe found that almost half of users and 64% of Gen Z users said they've used TikTok as a search engine. Yeah, like you say, TikTok is doing its very best to convince us all that it's the new Google for Gen Z. And with their latest search gimmick, and yes, I know I'm being a little bit savage there. Who knows, maybe it is. They might just pull it off. It's a big, bold move saying, hey, don't just come here for the laughs. Stay for literally anything you could ever want, need or buy. And I'm not going to lie, I am here for it. That is exactly how I use it. For brands, it should be a wake up call to get your search and shop game strong on TikTok. If you've been dragging your feet on this, consider this your official nudge to start treating TikTok as a serious part of your digital strategy. Because honestly, waiting around isn't going to make your content any more discoverable. The truth hurts, but ranking at the top of TikTok search shouldn't be so painful. 
And now over to LinkedIn, which has launched a new ad feature designed to simplify action tracking on your website. Yes, LinkedIn has launched Website Actions, a new ad tracking option that uses LinkedIn's Insight tag on websites to link in-stream activity to web responses for better ad measurement. If you're a paid social pro, that should make complete sense to you, but if not, let me explain. The LinkedIn Insight tag is a piece of code that lets you view data on users who've completed specific actions on your website, like signing up to a newsletter or hitting the Contact Us button, all through LinkedIn's Ads Manager. From there, the Website Actions tool lets you create ad audiences from those lists of users so you can hit them with LinkedIn ads. In essence, it's a more user-friendly way that B2B advertisers can track actions on their website because you don't need tons of complicated code to do it. LinkedIn does it all for you. Yeah, it's great to see. LinkedIn's new website actions feature is like your insert parent or other elderly relative here, struggling to use their phone, then handing it to you to figure out for them. It means no more fussing with codes and whatnot to figure out if that ad led to a newsletter sign up or if they ended up being distracted by the headshots on your team page. Relatable. It's making things easier for anyone working in B2B, giving you the scoop on who's doing what on your site and what ad made them do it. This is big news for proving the power of ad creative and more importantly, the ROI of those late night campaign strategy sessions. It's about time we get a bit more credit for all that hard work, don't you think? Plus, testing different creative approaches just got a lot easier to do. So to sum up, your paid ad manager is going to love this and your creative is going to find that they may have a little bit more work to do. And finally, over to X, which has a new initiative to attract advertisers and creators to the platform. X is hoping to attract both advertisers and content creators with this new update. Its latest upcoming solution is called Creator Targeting, and it means brands can sponsor creator content through pre-roll ads. It works the same way as YouTube, where you might see a pre-roll ad for a beauty brand before a creator's makeup tutorial. Interested advertisers won't be placing their ads on just any old content though. They'll be able to run ads against a curated list of premium content creators through X's self-serve ads manager, and eventually they can pinpoint this to just one creator. X, as we know, is keen on popularizing video on the platform at the moment, and it knows the only way to do so is by getting content creators posting high-quality video on there, which it can then offer up to advertisers as inventory. First of all, welcome to the party, X. Better late than never. Great to see that you're stepping up your game with a new creator targeting option. Think YouTube, but with that X factor. Sorry, that pun just had to be made. What's great is that they're letting brands sneak into the pre-roll space of creators' videos. It's like being invited to the cool kids table, but you're bringing the snacks in the form of ad creative. What's really great for brands here is the chance to align closely with those creators by making ads that feel more like a precursor to creator content than an interruption, which is the holy grail. And let's be honest, who wouldn't want their brand to be part of the viral video everyone's talking about? Insert viral trend here. It's a clever move by X, and for brands, it's an opportunity to get creative and personal in a space that's crowded with the same old ads. If I see that HelloFresh lady one more time, is HelloFresh worth the price? No. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of interesting updates there, as always. But I want to talk about one of the TikTok stories, which is the search shortcut. Yeah. We were just saying a bit like how Facebook um, worked with Messenger back in the day, where it's still part of the app, but you know you can go into it separately if you want to. So actually separating out or splitting out two different sides to TikTok, I guess, which is the entertainment side where you still go to to watch all your videos, etc. But you can actually do the search part without engaging with that. What I find interesting, and I've talked about how TikTok and search go hand in hand so many times before on this podcast. But what I find interesting about this new shortcut feature is 
by using it separately, so many times what you wanna search is prompted by the video you've just seen. So if those two things are split out from each other, I'm not sure what would motivate or incentivize people to begin that search. That is a bigger user behavior shift, I think, if they are really trying to steal people that, from that's Google. That's exactly it, I think. They are trying to, one, react to a behavior that already exists. Like we know, Gen Z in particular use the app in such a way that kind of, you know, our parents and grandparents would never think of. So they're responding to that. They're giving people an easier tool to complete that action. Um, but I think more importantly and more potentially more interesting is that they're also trying to encourage this user behavior. They're trying to prompt people to, you know, ignore Safari, like put this on the bottom dock of your iPhone. You don't go to Google to search, you go to TikTok. And I think exactly what you just said there, at the moment, everything is triggered by content. I imagine where TikTok are trying to get to is expanding that influence to every aspect of your life so that you're out and about, you see something, you open TikTok search rather than Google. So mm -hmm. it's it's just broadening the use case of the platform. And obviously in, in different regions, you have apps that do everything. And I think this is the beginnings of that for TikTok. I think it's gonna play a much bigger role in its users' mm. lives. I get a bit sad when apps start trying to do too many things and they get too bloated. So I hope it doesn't get out of hand, like on the same level as some apps in the East. But yeah, as far as search goes, I say it's a big shift in user behavior. Do I think it's impossible? Absolutely not. I think what will be really indicative of this is sort of if we stay searching on Google and stay searching on YouTube as well, by the way, um, but for different things, like if I want an answer to a really specific thing, like what is this new Gen Z slang that Emily's saying in the office and I don't know, I'm gonna probably go to TikTok or if I wanna be told my answer in video form instead of having to search through you know, pages of results and maybe read something, I'm not gonna start, you know, searching up my symptoms on TikTok the way I Google it. Not yeah. that either is advisable, but you know, there are certain things that I will search on TikTok. That's the golden question, isn't it? Like in order for this to work, there needs to be content that shows up when you search, mm. which leads us quite nicely into something I wanted to touch on a little bit more, which is this whole spat between Universal and TikTok and, it was always going to come. I think at some point, you know, the TikTok, to be frank, had a good thing. Um, you know, they were able to use artist content um, with very preferable contracts for them um, as a platform. And, you know, rightly or wrongly so, Universal, a huge record label, is is looking for a bigger piece of that pie. I think, as we kind of talked about in the main app, it's sad for users and artists it's kind of like you've got one layer which is you know these behemoth um giants in universal and tiktok fighting out over money and then the real impact of that is on the artists and the users i don't know how what you think about this i think it's probably a blip in the road um mm -hmm. but i do think you know when that resolution comes which i'm sure it will do in the in the coming weeks and months probably due to pressure from those artists 100 um it's also going to trigger those other Sony and, and all these other labels to, to go after the same thing. Really? I mean, money talks. I think because TikTok has been able to reach an agreement with every other label except UMG, 
I was thinking that they would start to see the impact on honestly their revenue via the impact it's having on the artists. Yeah. Um, so like Noah Khan, for example, Peach PRC, they're under Universal as well, but they're just smaller artists. Both of them discovered, and Matt Maltese, all three of them discovered through TikTok. That's why the fan base it has come in. That's why they are profiting for UMG. They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot That's with this. what's sad is Taylor Swift is going to be fine. She's doing okay. Yeah. It's those smaller artists that really, you know, they, they don't have the investment from the label. And also we don't discover artists the same way we used to, like it is through social. So if the music isn't there, yeah. how are we going to find them? Yeah, I, I know, exactly. And when you say like it is through social, like a huge part of that is is TikTok, like small percentage YouTube, but mostly TikTok now. So I do think they're just doing themselves a disservice. I do hope, I don't know if it's blind hope, kind of agree that it's a blip in the road. I think they'll reach an agreement, but I agree with TikTok that they are just being greedy because they benefit like just as much, if not more. Um, that's how they're grow growing their portfolio of artists. Yeah. It's like guys, can we just get along please? Be fair. And can we just give some more money to the artists whilst we're at it? Thank yeah, you. 100%. <laughs> Although I am actually really enjoying people just singing. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm really here for the, like I said, the fallout content. It's really, it's been just a great source of memes and also like acoustic covers mm. of iconic tracks. Honestly, if you haven't checked it out, have a look. You know what that as well tells us? That we think like TikTok is, you know, a music platform or it's a entertainment platform or whatever. You can't really pigeonhole it because fair play to the users. You rip out the rug from under them and they just rally. Oh, like yeah. it's not hindering their creativity at all. Like they will just pivot. Yeah, they're an inventive bunch. Inventive <laughs> bunch, yeah, indeed. Now that's all for this week, but come back in a couple of weeks time because we'll be joined by Jordan, who is the manager of the Sidemen, big deal, and the co-founder of Arcade Media. I'm also joined by our head of talent, Amelia, and it's definitely an episode you don't want to miss. And for even more Sidemen content, make sure you check out their Netflix documentary that came out last week. And Jordan was telling us all about what went on behind the scenes in creating that.